Peace, star seeds. You have just tuned into the latest episode of Astro Daily. I'm your hostess, Angela Marie. And today's date is actually April 9th, 2022. There is so much that's happening in the sky. And we're definitely on a journey so that we can catch up. Astro Daily's daily aspect show will be returning um, very shortly. And what we're doing is recapping the beginning of the spring season, which is March 20th, moving up till today. Um, We're going to continue to do the summary of the conversations happening in the sky the way that we have but very soon here we are switching our format so thank y'all for being patient and for continuously rocking with me um i really do appreciate it now um for anyone that is tuning into astro daily for the very first time welcome This is an astrological podcast that talks about the conversations the sky is happening every day and the effects that these conversations have on the mind and human behavior. Like we observe the effects that these cosmic conversations have on the mind and on human behavior, which guides us to become more familiar with emotional intelligence or EQ, which is totally me and my tribe's vibe. Emotional intelligence is all about tapping into the intelligent aspect of your emotional experience within life and using that experience for higher aspirations. So I'm super excited to be doing this show because like I explained in the beginning, of the show we've been on a bit of an extended break really since the beginning of this astrological calendar year um but yeah this podcast exists so that we can comprehend how um the sky exists through our own soul you know how these cosmic conversations take place There's this really dope quote that I came across that says, nothing exists or happens in the sky that does not have its influence or vibration on earth within nature's elements and also in human behavior. In other words, as above, so below. And in today's show, we're talking about the Jupiter conjunct Neptune transit We will be discussing what this cosmic conversation is about. We will be talking about three different cycles that have been experienced during this transit and uh, three very distinctive dates. And then we're going to draw the Orisha into this whole summary. If you are interested in this type of information, There is a virtual form that is an investment form that you guys can buy into 
is through the website hello my name is angela.com and um yeah click on the link in my bio so that you could be a part of it but you invest on a monthly basis and you get all the astro updates that is really a reflection of our research the stuff that we don't actually post on social media um, information that we think is really dope that other people should know but this is information we should apply into our daily lives so there is an investment that is required okay um, we'll talk more about how you can get involved at the end of the show now this has been almost a five-minute introduction so as y'all could tell I'm a little green or um, I'm taking a long path back to vibing with the mic. Um, but at this point, we're going to get into what this transit is about. Now, Jupiter and Neptune are both expressing themselves naturally at home, which means that Jupiter and Neptune are both in the sign of Pisces, sharing a very authentic and natural message which is very natural to both planets because both planets naturally are home when they are in Pisces, okay? So this transit is actually ripe with compassion, opportunity, and hope. This is like based on elevation because the objective is for the human consciousness to come together and unite so coming together through charity through interconnectedness through compassion love spirituality and psychic inclinations are like our greatest tools ever and especially when Jupiter and Neptune are both in the planet of Pisces the last time this occurred was 150 years ago now, every 11 to 12 years, Jupiter switch, switches voices. And when they are in their natural voice, that planet becomes uninhibited, which means that they don't hold back. They share whatever their truth is. So Jupiter is becoming more expansive, more optimistic, and better at providing resources. You know, because Jupiter is like the cosmic, ever-expanding, mirror-reflective planet. Which means whatever you give to Jupiter, Jupiter will give right back to you. If you're not serving your highest and greatest good. Like Jupiter is here to honor your free will. But Jupiter is here to also honor universal law. So there'll be life lessons that really express why certain things don't serve our highest and greatest good. Now, um, let's see, we have Jupiter that's in a detriment because this placement has Jupiter feeling like it was never allowed to dream as big as other people are allowed to dream or as big as other planets have the ability to dream. So Jupiter feels kind of stuck. And so this detriment can be kind of snarky um, because it was taught 
that envisioning something is useless and only those with privileges are allowed to actually dive into their imaginative abilities. Jupiter in detriment can be very angry when it witnesses wonder in others, but it can also become inspired in ways that is too uncomfortable for them to move towards on their own. So Jupiter connecting with Neptune is uncomfortable. It forces growth. And so Jupiter has this complicated relationship that's like wondering what it's like to like express every big idea that's super vague within them. Jupiter like right now in this detriment isn't allowing for itself to think big so it's kind of terrified of thinking big and this is awakening uninhibited transcendent energy that's unable to share exponential wisdom knowledge and comprehension specific to spiritual and metaphysical matters mysticism interconnectedness with other things um and in the voice of Pisces, this is guiding us to recognize the blurred lines between us and our actual reality. Now, Jupiter and Neptune conjuncting in Pisces are representing the idea of big deception. NASA was formed and the moon was like the, the landing of the moon was staged during this transit. So we're being guided to open our minds and open our eyes on purpose and pay attention to everything, but especially the things that seem like lies, okay? Jupiter is expanding the illusion and like, well, the illusionary and deceptive voice that is expressed through Neptune. So Neptune is actually revealing big lies and this supports grand deception and massive fabrications and smoke and mirrors from illusion. So now is the time to turn off the TV and connect with your inner guides while dancing with your soul so that you can Remember how to ground your energy, okay? This is such a powerful look. So this transit wants us to dive into this energy um, because things can get a bit confusing when we can't tell our reality from our imagination. Now, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction energy in Pisces was actually activated between May and July of 2021. So if you take your mind back to May of 2021, as a society, we were becoming more hopeful. Um, like just thinking that life overall would look up and be more open than how it was. You know, May of last year is when we were beginning to lift the social distance uh, regulations and we were starting 
to hang around with our family and friends just a little bit. So when Jupiter moved back out of Pisces, it's low key, like back to dwindling back to stages of hopelessness again, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me, Jupiter and Pisces is very helpful or hopeful energy that's looking for us to birth our highest dreams through our highest ideals. So we can manifest our wildest dreams and dream even bigger than what we started. Okay, so this energy is not connected to reality at all. Neptune and Pisces is super non-realistic, like super imaginative, very magical, very inner mind. Now, if we connect our chart to this, uh, to these transits, then we're going to see if we're going to see where we're off in, in La La Land at floating with like others to see the good in life, okay? Which is the total energy of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, like floating away from what feels real and diving into our own imagination. Neptune rules the media, photography, film, paintings, artistic expressions of reality and non-reality itself. Now this causes distorted, causes a distorted perception that's intentionally manipulated for the purpose of a specific goal. So like to create a sensation of specific emotions or feelings or eliciting certain feelings in people. We think about art um, like if you think about art from the perspective of Instagram, right? It's like millions of people all over the world intentionally using their camera as their eyes and sharing their ideas for their visions with other people all over the world and attracting the vibe that fits the interest based off algorithms, right? The algorithm connection would be like that Neptunian and Pisces frequency or energy. It's very uninhibited. It's super imaginative. It's very creative, extremely illusionary based, very connected with the imagination. And it's not revealing other sides of reality. So it's like given a specific direction of the reality that it's actually in. If you check out like a hundred random Instagram profiles from all over the world, those hundred profiles will be specific to the vision of the creator. But that creator is not gonna give additional perspectives of like the other people they got going they have in their life. You know, that those Instagram accounts will be specific to the ideas of the owners of those accounts. And that's what this Neptune and Pisces energy is reminding us. Our minds, regardless of where Neptune is in our chart, like let's say you have Neptune in Libra. Neptune is currently in Pisces. So it's so powerful to do research to see 
how does Libra and Pisces energy get along? Now, overall, Libra and Pisces energy could be super compatible as long as they're able to achieve balance through spending time together and carving out some alone time away from each other. They both highly value love and relationships, so they share similar interests and they're both like long-term connected to like fairy tale romance experiences. Like Libra is really into um, like compromising so that the collective can be happy as a whole. And Pisces is really into kind of doing a version of the same, but what gets in the way for Pisces is the imagination. And what gets in the way for Libra is assertiveness. So they'll both need to practice those weak spots and really practice spending time apart from each other just as frequently as they spend time with each other. So if your Neptune is in Libra, this is a super powerful time to really get honest about what your relationship goals are. What does that look like? Write it out and release it out of you, out of your imagination and give yourself time to meditate. Give yourself time to hypnotize yourself if you're mentally capable of doing so and get to the work of reprogramming your own mind because you're very capable of doing exactly that. Now we can see the most beautiful version of ourselves and our lives through this transit. We don't see the hard work or challenges or difficulties or the other sides of things when we're only focused on a singular perspective. So the mixture of the two perspectives of being afraid to expand and then only thinking about expansion are the two real energies that life is really shuffling to us right now. What what we're super hopeful about or what we were super hopeful about from May through July of 2021 um, is like the beginning phase of what happened or what began happening when this transit first started. So the transit first started when Jupiter and Neptune came together May through July of 2021. When that happened, it was specific things that we as conscious collective people were focused on. Um, and it's very powerful to tap into what we were beginning to manifest because there are phases to growth. What did we start attracting that kind of fizzled out or got returned when Jupiter moved out of Pisces and back into Aquarius? What's been, what's been going on in your life for the past few months? And in your chart, like, check out where Pisces is. And that's going to give you some direction, okay? Now, the second initiation was December 28th of 2021 through February, <clears throat> February 22nd of 2022. 
okay? <coughs> Excuse me. So this is providing us with a preview of what was being expanded from February 28th of 2021 through February 22nd of 2022. Whatever was going on in your life was giving you a preview of what was being expanded like on a personable basis and as a collective opportunities came up and those opportunities were distorted when they came up which warned us of higher values that really would benefit from spiritual principles that drive our entire experience as a foundation because like activating that energy guides us to manifest and attract hella opportunities to us, okay? Now, expectations is what can trap us in a deep, dark corner. And our expectations will likely not be met, okay? Not by realistic standards and There'll be some real life stuff happening that just doesn't fit into the vision. And so it's so powerful to think back on what was happening in your life between December 28th and February 22nd. What was being dangled in front of your face that you were strongly considering? And then all of a sudden, the details, like when the when the offer was being made in the first place, the details were distorted. So everything wasn't that clear. But by the 22nd of February, that distorted offer just fizzled and morphed into something horrific or something that you denied. Okay. Now the third initiation of this period is from February 23rd through May 10th. Okay, so Jupiter is making a conjunction between 10 degrees, um, between a 10 degree orb within Neptune. So this can have us feeling intense AF, leading us to peak, to a peak moment on 4-12-2022. And remember, this show was being recorded on 4-9-2022. So we have about 72 hours before this energy is expected to expand and explode. All right. When it explodes, the trajectory of an accelerated opportunity presents itself. And this is great for creativity, for charity work, for optimism, for imagination, for freedom of letting our thoughts run wild and live in our physical world. Now this energy is as powerful as it can get on April 12th of 2022. And it fizzles a bit, but it stays pretty strong until May 10th of 2022. And this is when Jupiter leaves Pisces and makes a degree-based conjunction for a while that feels different and weaker entering into the new sign. But on October 27th through December 20th, 
we have one last taste of this magnificent, beautiful, soul um, quenching energy before it moves on for good like until the next cycle and remember that this cycle took 150 years to occur in the first place all right now jupiter represents higher education and wisdom pisces is representing spiritual metaphysical concepts and we have the energy of the ancient african gods known as the orisha to help us help the personalities of these planets make a lot more sense, okay? So research has revealed to me that Jupiter is respected as Okosi or Obatala in the Orisha world. And Jupiter is respected as Olokun, okay? And... <clears throat> With these different gods, they have had like certain lifetimes and experiences within their lifetimes that are here to help our life experience make better sense. So let's talk about that a bit. Jupiter is represented as Olokun. <coughs> And Olokun is a Orisha associated with the sea, portrayed as a male in some places and a female in others. The energy is super um, rich and unfathomable wisdom that could be compared to the depths of the sea. Like, we don't really officially know how deep the sea goes. So that's pretty much to say we don't authentically know how deep our own wisdom can go, okay? Olokun is this royal, stern, yet deeply spiritual and extremely meditative energy that plays a role of helping human beings pass into the realm of the ancestors. So... Olokun's name actually means the owner of the oceans. Olo is the owner and the oceans is Okun. It's personified in several human characteristics as patient, endurance, filled, stern, observant, meditative, and appreciative for history, um, connection to future visions, and royally personified, okay? It's, Olokun is experienced, like I said, as a male in some places and a female in others, or even a um, hermaphrodite, which means that both sexual organs are present, depending on the region of the West African um, location that the studier is from is going to let you know what background Olokun has in that region, whether it's male, female, or um, 
you know, has both of the sexual parts. So, Olokun is also, like, extremely wise. I can't even (laughs) highlight this enough. Like, water is emotions. It's it's, It's emotional intelligence, which is very different from intellectual intelligence. Emotional intelligence brings in the the power of feeling and psychic elements and um, like sensitivities and empathy and compassion okay so that's the kind of energy that's being awakened through all of us I want everyone who's listening to this episode to pull up a copy of their natal chart Okay, and look up where your Neptune placements fall. What zodiac voice does your Neptune express itself in? And what house is that planted in? Because there is like this instinctual knowing that can never really be learned especially through spiritual sciences. Um, And it really makes a lot of people very curious. But this energy governs material wealth and psychic abilities and dreaming and meditation and mental health and water-based healing. Okay, so it's very powerful energy. Olokun is the goddess who gathered all the water of the earth together at creation and moved it to its current location, which is the sea. And at the beginning of life, the earth was formless and filled with water. Olodumare, through Obatala, the chief Orisha, went to the world um, to commence the process of filling it with life. Now, Obatala was armed with Igba'iwa, which descended from heaven through a chain, right from Ayod, where we stand now. A great goddess, Olokun, began of drawing all the water together. After this, she moved everything through Ayer to a very remote part of the earth which is now the sea, like today, it's the sea. And she's believed to be in control of the ocean waves and she can sink sea vessels of evil doers, like with no help. She's a super powerful energy that sailors really have to establish peace with so that their life can be safe. Olokun is also a goddess of riches and has the power to enrich her devotees. Her worshippers of Olokun are generally dressed in immaculate white attire with their faces coasted with white chalk or ifun. Olokun festival is held in high esteem as the people believe that it's a moderate 
influence on their life, like the way they get along with this energy. The moon after uh, the 12th moon is taking place on the site of Olokun Shrine in Idu State. Another more modern festival is held in Lagos or in the Lagos State in November. Now I got that information from the encyclopedia. Um, now from Stargate.fandom, they say that Olokun was a Guad system lord and the Guad or the Guad um, like created a race of sentient beings from the planet P3X-888 in the Milky Way. Now most know or are most are known to be extremely egomaniacal due to their genetic memory and the adverse mental effects of their technology, which causes them to be parasitic, one-dimensionally, and like genocidal. So they're obsessed with personal power. And their gender appears to be a matter of their choice. It's not always defined by the host or um, to a certain extent, they're only, they're able to express their love and what they feel for their mate. And like to a lesser degree to, they can express what they feel for their children as well, but not as well as they could express it to their partner. <clears throat> Mating of the two quads creates like an individual with this genetic memory that possesses the knowledge of all the gods. Okay, so again, I got this information from Starga stargate.fandom.com. This is like a satire website that creates comic book type content that is based off ufology and ufology is the official study of the cosmos and the planets and the intergalactic races and stuff like that so this energy is guiding us to connect with the goddess element within us you know, this story specifically spoke about goddess energy, feminine energy. Although um, the Neptune character, Olokun, could be either male or female or um, not have a specific sex because it has both sexual organs. So... Tap into that energy and get curious. Like ask questions. What's that about? What does that mean? And explore from there. Okay. Now Jupiter is represented by Obatala. And 
let's see Let's see. Obatala is another Orisha that's believed <clears throat> in Yoruba cosmology to be the father god and the creator of human bodies. So you have the creator of the ocean, the creator of wisdom, like the creator of the ocean is the creator of wisdom. And then you have the creator of the heavens who's the creator of humans. And they're coming together in a cosmic conversation. So Abatala is an Orisha that's believed, according to the Yoruba cosmology, to be the sky father and the creator of human bodies, which were brought into life from a smooth breath from Olodum. Olodumare. Now, Obatala is the oldest of all the Orisha, and his principal wife is Yemaya. Now, oddly enough, the waters are ruled by both Yemaya and Olokun. Some believe that Yemaya is the female expression and Olokun is the male expression. Yemaya ruling the surface to the middle and Olokun coming up more towards the lower aspect of the middle all the way to the bottom. Okay, so Obatala is the oldest of all the Orisha. And again, his wife is Yamaya, according to the Caribbean cosmology. However, in Yoruba land, specifically Ile Efi, where it's believed that this energy lived, it's comprehended that it's like he had 201 wives and his favorite was Yamaya. Okay? Obatala was authorized by Olodumare to create land upon the water beneath the sky. Due to his efforts, the first year of the city, Ife, Ife, I-F-E, was founded. Obatala is Olodurumare's representative on earth and the sharper of human beings. According to the oral traditions of Ife, the mortal Obatala was the founder of and the king of Ife during its classical period. His position as the king was challenged by, by Oduduwa and assumed leadership of the town for a brief moment. Odudua assumed ownership of the town for a brief period of time. And then Obatala was able to emerge victoriously from the contest that led to the murder, murder of his rival, Odudua. And this gave him like the retrieval of his throne. So there are three exits for, okay, while there, while there exists an Obatala in Yoruba pantheon, the understanding of the qualities of Obatala, of the Obatala God was merged into the human Obatala that ruled Ife upon his posthumanist deification. 
So the human Obatala, who was the king at, at Ife, was admitted to the Yoruba pantheon as an aspect of a primordial divinity with the same name. So Obatala um, is like this god that recreated itself in human form and ruled at one period of time. Like ruled a, a actual city in Africa, Ife. So Obatala was the king that the whole Yoruba pantheon was created on. So we have two creational energies that are tapping us on our shoulder to say, hey, sweet thing, there's this thing about reality that makes it so close to dreaming, it's ridiculous. We want you to put yourself in a conscious dreaming state that helps you pay better attention to what's physically happening in your world. With so much water energy being represented in this transit, we're being guided to pay attention to the waters of our own body. Remember the human body is over 70% water. Women is more than 70%. And what we wanna do is tap into the temperature of our water. Is the water hot? Is it super cold? Or is it right in the middle? And what is it that we're doing to maintain the temperatures? What's happening with our emotional state based on the temperatures? When our water is very cold, we tend to be ice-hearted. When our water is very hot, we can have like a tsunami or a destructive type nature to ourselves. And see, both of those are very different extremes with a frozen heart and an overly emotional heart. What does it take for that heart to become still? What does it take for those waves to get relaxed? Remember that the waves of water are controlled by the moon. So when the moon, when our heart, the moon represents our heart. So when our heart is in a place of discontentment, separation, um, not being able to recognize things, reality, then life can feel unsafe. And this transit is guiding us to pay attention to what feels unsafe without feeling fear. As we tap into vibing with our own water, there could be memories that come up. These may be memories from this lifetime, from early in the childhood, or from previous lifetimes. And it could be traumatic for these memories to come up. Remember, your power exists through you maintaining your breath. If you feel unsafe, if you feel insecure, give yourself permission to pull back away from life and go into your breath. Bring oxygen to your stomach where your emotional brain lives. And as you inhale, tell yourself positivity in, breathing in through your nose, 
And when you exhale, say negativity out, breathing out through your mouth. And this will guide you to calm your waters internally down, calm your mind, and help you remember your purpose in this current life journey. All right. This sums up today's um, Astro Daily, specific to the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. I'm so honored to be able to share this information with all of you. This was originally shared a little while ago, a couple hours ago, when we participated in the Olokun Rising event hosted by Ye Ye Teach. Um, she's hosting, <coughs> excuse me, she's hosting different events in the Los Angeles or in the California area. And Nasa Bawa is hosting different events in the Georgia area. And together they are communicating the messages of the powers of the water to the entire world using technology, interconnectedness, community, compassion, and charity. This information was initially shared during that uh, celebration. It was really, really dope to be able to share some of the highlights of this transit, but I did not get the chance to speak all 45 minutes of this message. So, of course, it needed its own podcast, which is why this episode exists. Um, as far as the forum is concerned, you guys are encouraged to follow me online. Um, Instagram is actually the easiest portal because there's a link in my bio that you can click that's going to take you to everything. So, on Instagram, visit and follow. Like, share, and comment on the posts for the account under Jupiter underscore love 2020. That's J-U-P-I-T-E-R underscore L-O-V-E 2020. As I wrap up, I want to advise everyone that Nasa Bawa and I have a divination reading service available for everyone to support and um, benefit from. This service is called Astros and Ancestors, where I dive into the cosmos to help you remember your most important life lessons in this lifetime. And NASA connects with your ancestors to help their messages come to you as well. Now, in addition to the Astros and Ancestors reading, Divination reading, which is a two-hour service. Um, we also have a retreat coming up from 421 through 424 in Georgia. The link to all of this information is in my bio, so visit Instagram so you could have instant access. We have two additional beds remaining. We're meeting up in Georgia in a private Airbnb Myself, Nasa Bawa, Herbadula, the Holistic Diva, and a variety of other healers in the Georgia area, we're all coming together to talk about indigenous tools that have helped us with maintaining our sanity 
um, in this particular lifetime. And we're offering information and guidance on how you can tap into this information as well. So again, there are two beds left. I want to encourage two sacred souls to invest in your awakening journey by joining us from 421 through 424 in Georgia in our private Airbnb space. All you got to do is make it there. We're taking care of everything else. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's literally everything. Thank y'all for supporting. Um, once upon a time, Astro Daily started off as just really loud thoughts in my head that I couldn't really make sense of. Finding a way to share how the planets express themselves have helped me exponentially in making peace with my thoughts and articulating myself more effectively, which is why Astro Daily and um, Astros and Ancestors and everything else that you guys see um, exists. We're all here having a new experience. So many of us are souls having a human experience, but not everyone is. And if you identify with being a soul having a human experience, this content, the divination readings, the retreats, this is all for you. Get in where you fit in. And uh, good work showing up for yourself. Again, follow us on Instagram. We are Jupiter underscore love 2020. J-U-P-I-T-E-R underscore L-O-V-E 2020. And we're going to highlight at y'all next episode. Okay? Peace. Star Seeds, you have just tuned into the latest episode of Astro Daily. I'm your hostess, Angela Marie, and today's date is actually April 9th, 2022. There is so much that's happening in the sky, and we're definitely on a journey so that we can catch up. Astro Daily's daily aspect show will be returning um, very shortly. And what we're doing is recapping the beginning of the spring season, which is March 20th, moving up to today. Um, we're going to continue to do the summary of the conversations happening in the sky the way that we have but very soon here we are switching our format so thank y'all for being patient and for continuously rocking with me um i really do appreciate it now um for anyone that is tuning into astro daily for the very first time welcome This is an astrological podcast that talks about the conversations the sky is happening every day and the effects that these conversations have on the mind and human behavior. Like we observe the effects that these cosmic conversations have on the mind and on human behavior. 
which guides us to become more familiar with emotional intelligence or EQ, which is totally me and my tribe's vibe. Emotional intelligence is all about tapping into the intelligent aspect of your emotional experience within life and using that experience for higher aspirations. So I'm super excited to be doing this show because like I explained in the beginning of the show, we've been on a bit of an extended break really since the beginning of this astrological calendar year. Um, But yeah, this podcast exists so that we can comprehend how um, the sky exists through our own soul. You know, how these cosmic conversations take place. There's this really dope quote that I came across that says, Nothing exists or happens in the sky that does not have its influence or vibration on Earth within nature's elements and also in human behavior. In other words, as above, so below. And in today's show, we're talking about the Jupiter conjunct Neptune transit. We will be discussing what this cosmic conversation is about. We will be talking about three different cycles that have been experienced during this transit and uh, three very distinctive dates. And then we're going to draw the Orisha into this whole summary. If you are interested in this type of information, there is a virtual form that is an investment form that you guys can buy into. It's through the website, hello, my name is Angela.com. And um, yeah, click on the link in my bio so that you could be a part of it. But you invest on a monthly basis and you get all the astro updates that is really a reflection of our research, the stuff that we don't actually post on social media, Um, information that we think is really dope that other people should know. But this is information we should apply into our daily lives. So there is an investment that is required. Okay. Um, We'll talk more about how you can get involved at the end of the show. Now, this has been almost a five minute introduction. So as y'all could tell, I'm a little green or, um, I'm taking a long path back to vibing with the mic. Um, But at this point, we're going to get into what this transit is about. Now, Jupiter and Neptune are both expressing themselves naturally at home, which means that Jupiter and Neptune are both in the sign of Pisces, sharing a very authentic and natural message which is very natural to both planets because both planets naturally are home when they are in Pisces, okay? So this transit is actually ripe with compassion, opportunity, and hope. This is like based on elevation because 
The objective is for the human consciousness to come together and unite. So coming together through charity, through interconnectedness, through compassion, love, spirituality, and psychic inclinations are like our greatest tools ever. And especially when Jupiter and Neptune are both in the planet of Pisces. The last time this occurred was 150 years ago. Now every 11 to 12 years, Jupiter switch, switches voices. And when they are in their natural voice, that planet becomes uninhibited, which means that they don't hold back. They share whatever their truth is. So Jupiter is becoming more expansive, more optimistic and better at providing resources, you know, because Jupiter is like the cosmic, ever-expanding, mirror-reflective planet, which means whatever you give to Jupiter, Jupiter will give right back to you if you're not serving your highest and greatest good. Like Jupiter is here to honor your free will, but Jupiter is here to also honor universal law. So there'll be life lessons that really express why certain things don't serve our highest and greatest good. Now, um, let's see, we have Jupiter that's in a detriment because this placement has Jupiter feeling like it was never allowed to dream as big as other people are allowed to dream or as big as other planets have the ability to dream. So Jupiter feels kind of stuck. And so this detriment can be kind of snarky um, because it was taught that envisioning something is useless and only those with privileges are allowed to actually dive into their imaginative abilities. Jupiter in detriment can be very angry when it witnesses wonder in others, but it can also become inspired in ways that is too uncomfortable for them to move towards on their own. So Jupiter connecting with Neptune is uncomfortable. It forces growth. And so Jupiter has this complicated relationship that's like wondering what it's like to like express every big idea that's super vague within them. Jupiter like right now in this detriment isn't allowing for itself to think big. So it's kind of terrified of thinking big. And this is awakening uninhibited, transcendent energy that's unable to share exponential wisdom, knowledge, and comprehension specific to spiritual and metaphysical matters, mysticism, interconnectedness with other things. Um, and in the voice of Pisces, this is guiding us to recognize the blurred lines between us and our actual reality. Now, Jupiter and Neptune conjuncting in Pisces 
are representing the idea of big deception. NASA was formed and the moon was like the the landing of the moon was staged during this transit. So we're being guided to open our minds and open our eyes on purpose and pay attention to everything, but especially the things that seem like lies, okay? Jupiter is expanding the illusion and like, well, the illusionary and deceptive voice that is expressed through Neptune. So Neptune is actually revealing big lies and this supports grand deception and massive fabrications and smoke and mirrors from illusion. So now is the time to turn off the TV and connect with your inner guides while dancing with your soul so that you can remember how to ground your energy. Okay, this is such a powerful look. So this transit wants us to dive into this energy um, because things can get a bit confusing when we can't tell our reality from our imagination. Now, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction energy in Pisces was actually activated between May and July of 2021. So if you take your mind back to May of 2021, as a society, we were becoming more hopeful. Um, like, just thinking that life overall would look up and be more open than how it was. You know, May of last year is when we were beginning to lift the social distance uh, regulations. And we were starting to hang around with our family and friends just a little bit. So when Jupiter moved back out of Pisces, it's low key, like back to dwindling back to stages of hopelessness again, okay? Excuse me, Jupiter and Pisces is very helpful or hopeful energy that's looking for us to birth our highest dreams through our highest ideals so we can manifest our wildest dreams and dream even bigger than what we started. Okay, so this energy is not connected to reality at all. Neptune and Pisces is super non-realistic, like super imaginative, very magical, very inner mind. Now, if we connect our chart to this, uh, to these transits, then we're going to see if, we're going to see where we're off in, in La La Land at floating with like others to see the good in life, okay? Which is the total energy of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, like floating away from what feels real and diving into our own imagination. Neptune rules the media, photography, film, paintings, artistic expressions of reality and non-reality itself. Now this causes distorted, causes a distorted perception 
that's intentionally manipulated for the purpose of a specific goal. So like to create a sensation of specific emotions or feelings or eliciting certain feelings in people. We think about art. Um, like if you think about art from the perspective of Instagram, right? It's like millions of people all over the world intentionally using their camera as their eyes and sharing their ideas for their visions with other people all over the world and attracting the vibe that fits the interest based off algorithms, right? The algorithm connection would be like that Neptunian and Pisces frequency or energy. It's very uninhibited, it's super imaginative, it's very creative, extremely illusionary based, very connected with the imagination. And it's not revealing other sides of reality. So it's like given a specific direction of the reality that it's actually in. If you check out like a hundred random Instagram profiles from all over the world, those hundred profiles will be specific to the vision of the creator. But that creator is not going to give additional perspectives of like the other people they got going, they have in their life. You know, that those Instagram accounts will be specific to the ideas of the owners of those accounts. And that's what this Neptune and Pisces energy is reminding us. Our minds, regardless of where Neptune is in our chart, like let's say you have Neptune in Libra. Neptune is currently in Pisces. So it's so powerful to do research to see how does Libra and Pisces energy get along. Now, overall, Libra and Pisces energy could be super compatible as long as they're able to achieve balance through spending time together and carving out some alone time away from each other. They both highly value love and relationships, so they share similar interests and they're both like long-term connected to like fairy tale romance experiences. Like Libra is really into um, like compromising so that the collective can be happy as a whole. And Pisces is really into kind of doing a version of the same, but what gets in the way for Pisces is the imagination. And what gets in the way for Libra is assertiveness. So they'll both need to practice those weak spots and really practice spending time apart from each other just as frequently as they spend time with each other. So if your Neptune is in Libra, this is a super powerful time to really get honest about what your relationship goals are. What does that look like? Write it out and release it out of you, out of your imagination and give yourself time to meditate. Give yourself time to hypnotize yourself if you're mentally capable of doing so and 
get to the work of reprogramming your own mind because you're very capable of doing exactly that. Now we can see the most beautiful version of ourselves and our lives through this transit. We don't see the hard work or challenges or difficulties or the other sides of things when we're only focused on a singular perspective. So the mixture of the two perspectives of being afraid to expand and then only thinking about expansion are the two real energies that life is really shuffling to us right now. What what we're super hopeful about or what we were super hopeful about from May through July of 2021 um, is like the beginning phase of what happened or what began happening when this transit first started. So the transit first started when Jupiter and Neptune came together May through July of 2021. When that happened, it was specific things that we as conscious collective people were focused on. Um, and it's very powerful to tap into what we were beginning to manifest because there are phases to growth. What did we start attracting that kind of fizzled out or got returned when Jupiter moved out of Pisces and back into Aquarius? What's been, what's been going on in your life for the past few months? And in your chart, like, check out where Pisces is. And that's going to give you some direction, okay? Now, the second initiation was December 28th of 2021 through February, <clears throat> February 22nd of 2022, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, this is providing us with a preview of what was being expanded from... February 28th of 2021 through February 22nd of 2022, whatever was going on in your life was giving you a preview of what was being expanded, like on a personable basis and as a collective. Opportunities came up and those opportunities were distorted when they came up which warned us of higher values that really would benefit from spiritual principles that drive our entire experience as a foundation. Because like activating that energy guides us to manifest and attract hella opportunities to us, okay? Now, expectations is what can trap us in a deep, dark corner. And our expectations will likely not be met. Okay, not by realistic standards. And there'll be some real life stuff happening that just doesn't fit into the vision. And so it's so powerful to think back on what was happening in your life between December 28th and February 22nd, what was being dangled in front of your face that you were strongly considering 
and then all of a sudden the details like when the when the offer was being made in the first place the details were distorted so everything wasn't that clear but by the 22nd of February that distorted offer just fizzled and morphed into something horrific or something that you denied okay now the third initiation of this period is from February 23rd through May 10th okay so Jupiter is making a conjunction between 10 degrees um, between a 10 degree orb within Neptune so this can have us feeling intense AF leading us to peak to a peak moment on 412 2022 and remember this show was being recorded on 4 9 2022 so we have about 72 hours before this energy is expected to expand and explode all right when it explodes the trajectory of an accelerated opportunity presents itself and this is great for creativity, for charity work, for optimism, for imagination, for freedom of letting our thoughts run wild and live in our physical world. Now, this energy is as powerful as it can get on April 12th of 2022. And it fizzles a bit but it stays pretty strong until May 10th of 2022. And this is when Jupiter leaves Pisces and makes a degree-based conjunction for a while that feels different and weaker entering into the new sign. But on October 27th through December 20th, we have one last taste of this magnificent, beautiful, soul-quenching um, energy before it moves on for good, like until the next cycle. And remember that this cycle took 150 years to occur in the first place, all right? Now, Jupiter represents higher education and wisdom. Pisces is representing spiritual metaphysical concepts and we have the energy of the ancient African gods known as the Orisha to help us help the personalities of these planets make a lot more sense. Okay, so research has revealed to me that Jupiter is respected as Okosi or Obatala in the Orisha world. And Jupiter is respected as Olokun. Okay. And <clears throat> with these different gods, they have had like certain lifetimes and experiences within their lifetimes that are here to help our life experience make better sense. So let's talk about that a bit. Jupiter is represented as Olokun. 
and Olokun is a Arisha associated with the sea, portrayed as a male in some places and a female in others. The energy is super um, rich and unfathomable wisdom that could be compared to the depths of the sea. Like, we don't really officially know how deep the sea goes. So that's pretty much to say, we don't authentically know how deep our own wisdom can go, okay? Olokun is this royal, stern, yet deeply spiritual and extremely meditative energy that plays a role of helping human beings pass into the realm of the ancestors. So, Olokun's name actually means the owner of the oceans. Olo is the owner and the oceans is Okun. It's personified in several human characteristics as patient, endurance, filled, stern, observant, meditative, and appreciative for history, um, connection to future visions, and royally personified. Okay? It's Olokun is experienced like I said, as a male in some places and a female in others, or even a um, hermaphrodite, which means that both sexual organs are present, depending on the region of the West African um, location that the studier is from. It's going to let you know what background Olokun has in that region, whether it's male, female, or, um, you know, has both of the sexual parts. So, Olokun is also, like, extremely wise. I can't even <laughs> highlight this enough. Like, water is emotions. It's, intel it's, it's emotional intelligence which is very different from intellectual intelligence. Emotional intelligence brings in the, the power of feeling and psychic elements and um, like sensitivities and empathy and compassion, okay? So that's the kind of energy that's being awakened through all of us. I want everyone who's listening to this episode to pull up a copy of their natal chart, okay? And look up where your Neptune placements fall. What zodiac voice does your Neptune express itself in? And what house is that planted in? Because there is like this instinctual knowing that can never really be learned especially through spiritual sciences um, and it really makes a lot of people very curious but this energy governs material wealth and psychic abilities and dreaming and meditation and 
mental health and water-based healing okay so it's very powerful energy Olokun is the goddess who gathered all the water of the earth together at creation and moved it to its current location which is the sea and at the beginning of life the earth was formless and filled with water Olodumare through Obatala, the chief Orisha, went to the world um, to commence the process of filling it with life. Now, Obatala was armed with Igba'iwa, <clears throat> which descended from heaven through a chain, right from Ayod, where we stand now. A great goddess, Olokun, began of drawing all the water together. After this, she moved everything through air to a very remote part of the earth, which is now the sea. Like today, it's the sea. And she's believed to be in control of the ocean waves and she can sink sea vessels of evil doers, like with no help. She's a super powerful energy that sailors really have to establish peace with so that their life can be safe. Olokun is also a goddess of riches and has the power to enrich her devotees. Her worshipers of Olokun are generally dressed in immaculate white attire with their faces coasted with white chalk or ifun. Olokun festival is held in high esteem as the people believe that it's a moderate influence on their life, like the way they get along with this energy. The moon after uh, the 12th moon it's taking place on the site of a Olokun shrine in Idu State. Another more modern festival is held in Lagos or in the Lagos State in November. Now I got that information from the encyclopedia. Um, now from Stargate.fandom, they say that Olokun was a god system lord and the Guad, or the Guad, um, like created a race of sentient beings from the planet P3X-888 in the Milky Way. Now most know, or are most are known to be extremely ego maniacal due to their genetic memory and the adverse mental effects of their technology which causes them to be parasitic one dimensionally and like genocidal so they're obsessed with personal power and their gender appears to be a matter of their choice. 
it's not always defined by the host or um, to a certain extent they're only they're able to express their love and what they feel for their mate and like to a lesser degree to they can express what they feel for their children as well but not as well as they could express it to their partner <coughs> mating of the two quads creates like an individual with this genetic memory that possesses the knowledge of all the gods. Okay, so again, I got this information from Stargate, stargate.fandom.com. This is like a satire website that creates comic book type content that is based off ufology. And ufology is the official study of the cosmos and the planets and the intergalactic races and stuff like that. So this energy is guiding us to connect with the goddess element within us. You know, this story specifically spoke about goddess energy, feminine energy, although um, the Neptune character Olokun could be either male or female or um, not have a specific sex because it has both sexual organs so tap into that energy and get curious like ask questions what's that about what does that mean and explore from there okay now Jupiter is represented by Obatala and let's see <sighs> let's see Obatala is another Orisha that's believed <clears throat> in Yoruba cosmology to be the father god and the creator of human bodies. So you have the creator of the ocean, the creator of wisdom, like the creator of the ocean is the creator of wisdom. And then you have the creator of the heavens who's the creator of humans. And they're coming together in a cosmic conversation. So Abatala is an Orisha that's believed, according to the Yoruba cosmology, to be the Sky Father and the creator of human bodies, which were brought into life from a smooth breath from Olodumare. Now, Obatala is the oldest of all the Orisha, and his principal wife is Yemaya, now, oddly enough, the waters are ruled by both Yemaya and Olokun. Some believe that Yemaya is the female expression and Olokun is the male expression. Yemaya ruling the surface to the middle and Olokun coming up more towards the lower aspect of the middle all the way to the bottom. 
Okay, so Obatala is the oldest of all the Orisha. And again, his wife is Yamaya, according to the Caribbean cosmology. However, in Yoruba land, specifically Ile Efi, where it's believed that this energy lived, it's comprehended that it's like he had 201 wives and his favorite was Yamaya, okay? Obatala was authorized by Olodumare to create land upon the water beneath the sky. Due to his efforts, the first Yoruba city, Ife, Ife, I-F-E, was founded. Obatala is Olodurumare's representative on earth and the sharper of human beings. According to the oral traditions of Ife, the mortal Obatala was the founder of and the king of Ife during its classical period. His position as the king was challenged by by Oduduwa and assumed leadership of the town for a brief moment. Oduduwa assumed ownership of the town for a brief period of time. And then Obatala was able to emerge victoriously from the contest that led to the murder of his rival Oduduwa and this gave him like the retrieval of his throne so there are three exits for okay while there while there exists an Obatala in Yoruba pantheon the understanding of the qualities of Obatala of the Obatala god was merged into the human Obatala that ruled Ife upon his posthumanist deification. So the human Obatala, who was the king at Ife, was admitted to the Yoruba pantheon as an aspect of a primordial divinity with the same name. So Obatala um is like this god that recreated itself in human form and ruled at one period of time like ruled a, a actual city in Africa Ife so Obatala was the king that the whole Yoruba pantheon was created on So we have two creational energies that are tapping us on our shoulder to say, hey, sweet thing, there's this thing about reality that makes it so close to dreaming, it's ridiculous. We want you to put yourself in a conscious dreaming state that helps you pay better attention to what's physically happening in your world with so much water energy being represented in this transit, we're being guided to pay attention to the waters of our own body. Remember the human body is over 70% water, women is more than 70%. And what we wanna do is tap into 
the temperature of our water. Is the water hot? Is it super cold? Or is it right in the middle? And what is it that we're doing to maintain the temperatures? What's happening with our emotional state based on the temperatures? When our water is very cold, we tend to be ice-hearted. When our water is very hot, we can have like a tsunami or a destructive type nature to ourselves. And see, both of those are very different extremes with a frozen heart and an overly emotional heart. What does it take for that heart to become still? What does it take for those waves to get relaxed? Remember that the waves of water are controlled by the moon. So when the moon, when our heart, the moon represents our heart. So when our heart is in a place of discontentment, separation, um, not being able to recognize things, reality, then life can feel unsafe. And this transit is guiding us to pay attention to what feels unsafe without feeling fear. As we tap into vibing with our own water, there could be memories that come up. These may be memories from this lifetime, from early in the childhood, or from previous lifetimes. And it could be traumatic for these memories to come up. Remember your power exists through you maintaining your breath. If you feel unsafe, if you feel insecure, give yourself permission to pull back away from life and go into your breath. Bring oxygen to your stomach where your emotional brain lives. And as you inhale, tell yourself positivity in, breathing in through your nose. And when you exhale, say negativity out, breathing out through your mouth. And this will guide you to calm your waters internally down, calm your mind, and help you remember your purpose in this current life journey. All right. This sums up today's um, Astro Daily, specific to the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. I'm so honored to be able to share this information with all of you. This was originally shared a little while ago, a couple hours ago, when we participated in the Olokun Rising event hosted by Ye Ye Teach. Um, she's hosting, <coughs> excuse me, she's hosting different events in the Los Angeles or in the California area. And Nasa Bawa is hosting different events in the Georgia area. And together they are communicating the messages of the powers of the water to the entire world using technology, interconnectedness, community, compassion, and charity. This information was initially shared during that uh, celebration. It was really, really dope to be able to share some of the highlights of this transit, but I did not 
get the chance to speak all 45 minutes of this message. So, of course, it needed its own podcast, which is why this episode exists. Um, as far as the forum is concerned, you guys are encouraged to follow me online. Um, Instagram's actually the easiest portal because there's a link in my bio that you can click that's going to take you to everything. So on Instagram, visit and follow, like, share, and comment on the post for the account under Jupiter underscore love 2020. That's J-U-P-I-T-E-R underscore L-O-V-E 2020. Um, as I wrap up, I want to advise everyone that Nasa Bawa and I have a divination reading service available for everyone to support and um, benefit from. This service is called Astros and Ancestors, where I dive into the cosmos to help you remember your most important life lessons in this lifetime. And Nasa connects with your ancestors to help their messages come to you as well. Now, in addition to the Astros and Ancestors reading, Divination reading, which is a two-hour service, um, we also have a retreat coming up from 421 through 424 in Georgia. The link to all of this information is in my bio, so visit Instagram so you could have instant access. We have two additional beds remaining. We're meeting up in Georgia in a private Airbnb. Myself, Nasa Bawa, Herbadula, the Holistic Diva, and a variety of other healers in the Georgia area. We're all coming together to talk about indigenous tools that have helped us with maintaining our sanity um, in this particular lifetime. And we're offering information and guidance on how you can tap into this information as well. So again, there are two beds left. I want to encourage two sacred souls to invest in your awakening journey by joining us from 421 through 424 in Georgia in our private Airbnb space. All you got to do is make it there. We're taking care of everything else. Okay, Um, and yeah, that's literally everything. Thank y'all for supporting. Um, Once upon a time, Astro Daily started off as just really loud thoughts in my head that I couldn't really make sense of. Finding a way to share how the planets express themselves have helped me exponentially and making peace with my thoughts and articulating myself more effectively, which is why Astro Daily and um, Astros and Ancestors and everything else that you guys see um, exists. We're all here having a new experience. So many of us are souls having a human experience, but not everyone is. And if you identify with being a soul, having a human experience, this content, 
the divination readings, the retreats. This is all for you. Get in where you fit in. And uh, good work showing up for yourself. Again, follow us on Instagram. We are Jupiter underscore love 2020. J-U-P-I-T-E-R underscore L-O-V-E 2020. And we're going to holler at y'all next episode, okay? Peace.